Hey y'all, and welcome to The Wondering Podcast, a podcast dedicated to asking questions about the things that make us wonder. This week, we have another incredible guest with us, my husband, Bradford Huff, and we will be diving into the topic of superheroes and asking the question, what's the big deal about superheroes? I am with the amazing Bradford Huff, who is my husband, and he will probably be my favorite podcast guest. Yeah! Woo, woo, woo. So today, we are talking, what is the big deal with superheroes? And I picked Bradford because he knows a whole lot more about superhero- superheroes than I do. So let's start with the first question. Who is your favorite superhero, Bradford? Um, that's not an easy one-man answer by any man or woman answer. Um, just because they all have different meanings and different things that they stand for and do. Uh, I actually am sitting here surrounded with a few reference materials for today, and you'll notice Green Lantern uh, in various iterations, actually, because he's changed over the years. Green Arrow, Flash is another big one that I like. Um, I just like a lot of the DC guys. There are a few Marvel people, um, just miscellaneous. Uh, for the movies, I really like Black Panther, Iron Man. So it's it's hard to nail down just one. If I had to pick just like three, though, I would say it would probably have to be Green Lantern as Hal Jordan, um, Green Arrow, and Flash. Okay, so this might have already answered this second question then. DC or Marvel? Uh, for and can me, you kind of explain yeah. what DC and Marvel are to those who may not know? So for me, um, quick explanation, DC and Marvel are kind of rivals in the comic book industry world. They've evolved and purchased out a lot of some of these smaller companies that are out there over time, gotten rights to miscellaneous uh, characters and storylines and different things like that. Um, Marvel is going to be your Avengers for those of you that have been watching movies but might not know some of the background, Avengers are going to be like uh, Black Panther, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, um, Hulk. Hulk, yeah, just just to name a couple. There's there's tons out there. DC is going to be your Justice League, so it's Superman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Flash, Green Lantern, kind of that that universe of individuals. I personally am a big fan of. DC over Marvel for a really weird reason. Um, the more I've I've read into them and like the the comics that I've collected over the years and the stories and by all means this is an opinion. So anybody out there that uh, is big into comics, you might have a varying opinion. And we all get along. We know how it is. Um, and just a quick shout out, anyone that's interested that lives in the Winchester area, free free plug for Four Color Fantasies, our local comic book shop, uh, go talk to the guys in there and gals, a uh, really good group of people can get you on the right right run um, and help point you into a comic book that might interest you. But for me personally, DC is unique because it most of them are individuals that, they have a lot of individuals that, that in reality you, you could be. Uh, 
that's kind of been the ongoing joke, but the reality is Batman has no superpowers. If you had enough money and a brain, you could you could be Batman. Some would argue that Iron Man's the same way. Um, but they also have Oliver Queen as Green Arrow. They have they have people that are kind of step up into their vigilante roles a little vigilante slash hero roles a little bit. Um, and I just connect better with the characters. I don't know why. Um, but they seem a little more some of them seem more realistic. Some of the some of the arcs that I've collected over the years. And a lot of it also has to do with the author, right? The writer of the stories. Like you have a favorite Yeah. Writer. So yeah, they're miscellaneous uh authors and artists actually in the world of comic books because there are some people that'll do both they'll illustrate and they'll write but a lot of people um write the story and kind of say this is what's happening and then they actually hand it off to an artist who then draws the actual story the strip the the page and kind of bring those ideas to life which i tend to like a lot of the artists and writers that have signed on with DC over the years. Saying that though, a lot of artists will run with DC for a period of time and then their contract will end and Marvel might pick them up. So there are a, there are a handful that have jumped back and forth, but the people I tend to follow are more on the, the DC side. Awesome. And uh, for those who may know Stan Lee, who did he write for? Marvel, Marvel. right? Because he was in all the Marvel movies. Yeah, all and he those was a writer. cameo appearances. Okay. So the next few questions, I'm just going to ask them all at once because I know when we were talking beforehand, you said that your answer would kind of cover all three of these questions. So what is the big deal with superheroes? Why do we find their stories so compelling? And how do we become superheroes in the world around us? So... It's, it's a really interesting thought. I, I spent a little time thinking about it. And I think one of the things that compels us with superheroes, um, especially those that have read comics and get into the comics, um, are some of the messages that you get over the series of arcs. So like one thing that I pulled out here is, uh, for quick reference, it's the first issue of the Green Lantern Rebirth series from DC which happened a few years ago. Uh, it looks like August 2016 is the, the sales date on the front cover. Um, it, it's some of the characters. So some of these characters you can really get behind, and it's it's stuff that's happening in the, in the world. So in this particular arc, uh, Hal Jordan had just kind of been replaced in the Green Lanterns comic. There was a sub-comic that was going on that was just specifically Hal Jordan, which is the more commonly known Green Lantern out there. Um, but he's actually replaced by two individuals, one of which is a man named Simon Baz, and the other is Jessica Cruz. Um, it's it's interesting little arc, because throughout the stories, you're learning more about both, and Simon Baz deals with a lot of racism, even within his family, um, because of the time period that this was. Uh, written and it's it's talking about some of the issues that he deals with and for those that don't know a lot about green lanterns they their superpower quote unquote i'm doing air quotes um it comes from a ring that it draws power off of their will so their ability to like create a bubble to fly through space or a hammer to hit the guy or 
just different whatever they are doing at that moment comes from their willpower and throughout the arc Simon Baz kind of struggles every now and then because he has a fear kind of throughout all of it because you learn throughout the story he was accused of being a terrorist and actually thrown in prison um, without just calls over time you learn it really wasn't it was it was kind of a, a racial profiling thing um, Jessica Cruz is unique because she deals with anxiety throughout the whole thing she struggles to actually manifest full creations for the majority of the arc out of her ring because she has seen some terrible things uh, with with close relatives and friends um, and has struggled to overcome it and is actually a shut-in. And one of the unique things about Green Lanterns is their ring is actually supposed to choose them for their willpower. So these both of these individuals get a ring and it's kind of like, why did the ring choose them? And throughout the arc, they kind of struggle with why, why was I chosen? Um, so it's one of those things that this is an example of, it's two individuals that we like you could run into on the street. Like, a lot of people deal with anxiety issues. They don't like talking to people. She's a little bit to the extreme. She's a shut-in. She really doesn't leave her house because of events that you learn about. Um, and Simon is kind of the... He, he still goes out, but it's one of those... He, he always feels like he's being judged. Um, so that's kind of that particular arc. And I think we just connect... Right now, in society as a whole, like... If you're reading something or you're watching something, you want to connect with the character. Yeah. So they give a good, like, this is the character, and I can easily put people in my head. Like, I can connect that to reality. Um, and I think that's what this sudden upturn in superheroes has been, because superheroes, I mean, I'm sitting here next to comics uh, that I'm probably going to bring up in a minute, and these were early 90s. And, I mean, we go way back beyond that. So we know comics have been around forever. Not literally, but they've, they've been around for a very long time as a medium. And I think over their, their legacy and their ability to still connect is kind of why they're still here. Everyone thinks of, I'm going to pick up a novel and read, but it's you get a handful of artists, writers, that actually make a book that lives through the ages. I mean, we were talking about the other day, most of the the new generations don't know what Twilight is. Like yeah. that was a big thing when we were in high school, um, and it was awesome. At the like everyone read it, but the reality is, did it make a huge mark? Who knows? Like, yeah. will they be talking about it in the future? Whereas you have Tolkien, C.S. Lewis, these these other artists that have long since passed away, and their books are still remembered and being turned into movies and. Are making their mark. And I guess on the, world. the same is true with Superman and Captain yeah. America yeah. and Batman. So you, They've been yeah. around for years. You, you get these characters that came kind of out of nowhere and have evolved over the years. That for miscellaneous reasons, they were created and they're still dealing with today's struggles in life. Um, one of the other things I think that we were drawn to is superheroes always have this fascination and ability to go places that we've never gone. So people want to like travel but don't always have the means to travel especially nowadays with covid and all this fun stuff so it's you you pick up 
a lot of people jump into books to get away, but at the same time, movies and things like that, superheroes are around and they always go to these odd places. So Marvel, a lot of people know if you've been watching anything on Disney, uh, on the Disney apps or anything like that, you've got people going to all these countries and miscellaneous parts of Asia and Europe and all this stuff. And, and some are real and some yeah, aren't real. Most, most are, most places nowadays in comics are not always real. They've, they've come up, they might draw inspiration from a real place, um, but they're not actually physically on a map somewhere. Uh, but they'll also cross into real world places. So they'll use some of those London, they'll use DC, they'll use big places, but it's still that idea that you can get out and go to these other places. Um, one of the things I just picked up are a small series going back. It's it's Green Era this time, and it was actually written in uh, the author and the artist, at least for the covers, was Mike Grell. Um, it's Green Arrows 47 through 49 from 1991. Um, it's a really interesting little arc because Green Arrow jumps into, he actually goes to Africa. Um, and he's hunting poachers through most of it. So it's it's got some cool art on the front because uh, the author, Mike Grell, actually went, I actually got to meet him one day at a Comic-Con um, and got these signed, but he actually went to Africa for a period of time and went around to, to have the experience to write these. So he actually traveled before he wrote these and has some really cool stories about them and different things, but he went on safaris and different things like that to, to actually more accurately represent the area. So I think for me, it's the idea that these writers spend that kind of time. Like they're yeah. not just making a fake world, but they're drawing inspiration. So it's three books that take you through Af Africa. And he actually went on safaris and saw some of these things and some like interacted with the world that he is creating essentially. Um, and there's just other other ones. I have uh, a Hawk Hawkman sitting here, which is another DC. Um, that's an interesting little art because it's kind of Indiana Jones ish with a little more sci-fi to it. But he's it's all about a guy that basically doesn't remember doesn't remember anything. So he's trying to like figure it out, but he's going through all kinds of weirdness through through time and has a couple of time jumps and different weird things that happen in it. It's a fun little story, but. Well, I think also, like, I know I've made fun of comic books before um, because I just, I don't think about how much time and thought and research and detail actually goes into them until I read a few. Um, and so I sometimes don't think that we really, we think it's just something for kids or for people who are nerds, but it's actually, they're great pieces of art. They're beautiful stories. They're just in bite size as opposed to sitting down and reading a novel. Yeah, and I think that's part of what lets them evolve as well as they do. I mean, a book, the author might take a year or two to write the book, but once it's done, it's done. And comics, if you think about it, some of the first forms of writing we have are like hieroglyphics. Um, say that word fast. Uh, which is just pictures. It's yeah. pictures to depict words. So realistically, I mean, you have cave paintings, things like that, before we have, like, really solid it, images. Like... A picture's a worth kid, a thousand yeah, words. Yeah, a kid's gonna draw before... Potentially, if you give them a piece of pencil and paper, they can they can scribble and maybe draw a picture before they can form a full sentence. And yeah. you might be able to get some out of the picture. 
So it's one of those, it's a medium that all ages can understand. Like you, you have pictures, you have words. There are comics that are designed, are, are written with kids in mind, and there's definitely comics that have a more mature audience in mind with the themes and the, some of the, the messages that they're trying to get across. But comics are definitely one of those things that I think have, they were big and then they kind of saw a drop off and I think they're kind of in the rise again and people are... Well, the movies have definitely helped. Yes, the movies have helped a lot, which if you if you love a movie, I highly recommend you go and try and talk to a, a local comic shop or somebody and see if you can get the comics that correspond to it because a lot of times there's a story arc on the comics that they've loosely tried to base the movie on and um it's it's interesting sometimes to read that arc and then watch the movie and kind of compare the different messages because the movies were are always made after the comic so they're they're potentially updating something that is a good bit older so some of the messages change and some of the the actual storylines, like Civil War from Marvel, which everyone, uh, a lot of people went out and saw Captain America Civil War. Um, it's a very different comic arc than it is a movie. Yeah. A um, lot more, A, a lot more heroes involved, which obviously budgetary reasons they can't do, but there's also a very different ending where Cap doesn't make it. That's that's one of the times he, he doesn't actually make it out. He's... Uh, kind of a martyr for for what he stands for. Um, he comes back to life. Spoiler alert! Later on, they they do some comic book. Well, they're always camaraderie. Yeah, that's that's the that's one of the other things I think I like because in a book, if your favorite character dies, like the author might really leave him dead. But comic books every so often kind of do these like reboots, quote unquote. They they restart the numbering system, and when they do that, it kind of brings some of these characters back. So. Awesome. Um, and I'm just going to add to that. I think so, for some of us, the reason we find these stories so compelling um, is because it's about someone rescuing and saving the world. And sometimes we see these people and they don't deserve rescuing, right? Yeah. And these heroes, like you said, we can relate to them. Yeah. We can. Like, they have flaws. They have their weaknesses. And sometimes we can really relate to those. And so I think it's just a, kind of a beautiful picture of just humanity coming together um but how Bradford how can we be heroes in the world um I think it's it, it just goes back to like doing doing something without thinking about yourself first so it's one of those helping others without necessarily thinking of the impact that it's going to have on you um I think Flash is a great example of this like he, he always cares about other people before he cares about himself. Um, and he's immortal. So it's not like Superman who always thinks about other people, but as long as, like, Kryptonite's not around... Like, he has a handful of weaknesses, but let's be real, like, Superman comes back. Like, it's hard to kill Superman. Flash and Arrow, or Green Arrow, are both people that are, are mortal. They, we know that they can die. They're, they're still human. They just have, in the case of... Oliver Queen and Green Arrow really no special superpowers. He's just really good with a bow and has money. And then Flash has speed, which gives him some healing ability. He heals a little faster than people, but he is still... You can kill him. Like, he, yeah. he takes... He, he feels hurt. Like, if you hit him, he feels it. Um, 
it's it's the thought that you go above and beyond like you do something for somebody else you interact in any way you can and you don't always think about yourself first so I think that's kind of one of those things to be a hero you have to be willing to put yourself second Mm -hmm. and well that's what Jesus calls us as followers of Christ to do right yes to put others before ourselves yes so I think that's also an important message for those who follow who are listening and have a relationship with Christ Mm -hmm. um something to remember and sometimes that can be as small as just smiling and saying a kind word instead of what you really want to say and sometimes that means going to pick someone up from the airport and other times that means laying your life down for someone not that we're calling saying you need to do that necessarily but each person has to figure out what it means to be selfless and to be a hero in their world agreed awesome well thanks Bradford this is the first, well, not the first time, but this is one of the few times where we've talked superheroes and I haven't like zoned out or tuned you out. So I'm sure you're thrilled with that. I am. We should do this again. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for being here today. Yup. I hope you guys have learned a little bit more about the world of superheroes and comics and are challenged to be a hero in the world around you by showing kindness and being selfless. We all have the opportunity to be a hero to someone. So how will you be a superhero today? Thank you for joining us on The Wondering Podcast.